Are we recording? We are. We are. What's up, folks? You heard you did to the failing frequency. We just rolled in because our energy was up, and I was like, "Let's go now." Do, do we want to say why our energy was up? What what magic um, topic we were on beforehand? Um, uh, um, Grand Theft Auto in space. Um, a, a video game idea. It's a million dollar idea I've had. Don't know what we're going to call it yet, but it's going to revolve around jam. Yes. Oh. In, instead of needing spice to travel. Um, yes. the galaxy you need jam yes and it is only found on one planet and that planet doesn't have sandworms it has sand bees bees we are like this is like <laughs> so far removed from anything that we're going to discuss today <laughs> yeah, um this is not the topics this is like this this bodes well uh, for yeah. people who are joining us for the first time this is what level we are at you are tuned into the failing frequency. I am Ethan. And I'm Mike. Um, and if you're wondering why I'm wearing this very jaunty Sherlock Holmes deer stalker, well, stay tuned. Um, because uh, we are here to, to discuss the latest in Trek news uh, and to discuss the latest episode of Lower Decks, which was kind of, no spoilers, but meh. Skippable, eminently yeah. skippable. Way more shit has happened since then, so we're just we're 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 way more excited about any of that. Um, yeah. And uh, and let's say it was it was definitely our reasoning to to film late for lower decks, and it wasn't because Mike was uh, I was out of town again. Whatever, uh, whatever. <laughs> it's all good. It all worked out perfectly anyway. Um, but yeah, like I'm saying, uh, we're going to go through some news. Then we're going to get to uh, the the biggest uh, news stories out of uh, New York Comic Con a few days ago, uh, which is where my uh, my hat will come back into the equation, uh, and then we'll yeah we'll cover whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but before we get around to that, how you doing, man? I am exhausted. I'm Yay. burnt out. Yeah, I'm I'm very look, looking forward to a week or two in my own bed. So. Yeah. How about yourself? Nice. Good. Um, I met my new therapist last week. Yeah, and um, like I say, I, I, I had a big family event the other day. And on the bus back, I saw a bunch of crazy news come out of New York Comic Con. And I was tipsy and I had to keep my cool on the bus. And it was, it was, I failed. Uh, but yeah, in general, it's all good. Good. That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. Um, so let's get uh, let's get straight into the news, and we'll we'll just knock the first one out because you know we usually we usually like to do sad news first. Just knock it out. Sad news. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> knock it out. Uh, which is why I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lure Mike in with this uh, most recent edition of Shatterface. Yeah. Yeah, because it is it is kind of a sad one. <laughs> I've noticed, by the way, I noticed on the last recording, my arms instantly fold the second name Shatner is brought up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a he's a fucking one, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, William Shatner released a new memoir this week titled "Boldly Go: Reflections on a Life of Awe and Wonder." Um. And to uh, to add to uh, to plug that bitch, uh, he went on entertainment tonight. Um, 
and did some fucking stupid fluffy piece where he's talking about his kiss that he did with Nichelle Nichols and I uh, just honestly I can't I can't sorry yeah I can't uh, take him seriously no I, uh, I... It, it is sad the man is clearly sad basically in the video he talks um in this video for entertainment today he talks about you know how how things how his relationship with Leonard Nimoy was at the end of Leonard Nimoy's life, where Leonard Nimoy wouldn't, you know, basically was on his deathbed and just wouldn't take William Shatner's calls. Mm -hmm. And, like, it is sad, because they were friends for most of their lives. Um, but but th this is the second book he's told about the the relationship they had before he died. He, he did a tell-all book... Um, called Nimoy, just about his relationship with Nimoy. And do you know why they weren't friends at the end of Nimoy's life? Because of that, Be I'm guessing? No, no, because that was after he died. I mean, oh, he, right. wasn't gonna be, he wasn't going to be even more friends with him after he died. Oh, um, well, you know, no, definitely. You know the Shatner documentary Captains, or the Captains? Hmm. Uh, Shatner asked Nimoy to be in it, and Nimoy said no. So Shatner sent someone to record him at Comic-Con and just use that footage. Anyway, and they didn't talk since then. That's... And Shatner's like, I don't know why we're not friends now, or why See, we weren't uh, friends. Like, like, I didn't even know that, right? God, it's hot. This hat is thick. It's yeah. wool. So yeah, friggin', like, I didn't even know that story. That's what I was gonna say. I didn't even yeah. know that story, but I can tell you that, like, the reason why Nemoy wasn't talking to you when he was on his deathbed is because he, for whatever reason, he didn't want to. Yeah. And the you, reason why he didn't want to is because, historically speaking, you're a bit of a knob. Yeah. Like, I can't speak as to the, the, the true deeper nature of their relationship, but, like, I've got, I've got a couple of friends who are pretty, like, you know, up there and on the fucking narcissist scale. Mm. And, like, you know, for much of our friendship, I've had to be friends with them in spite of themselves. Yeah, and it's fucking tiring. So yeah, no, I I don't blame Nimoy. Um, so yeah, the... so yeah, congratulations to Shatner for promoting another book of his through yeah. the death of his ex friend. Yeah, you know, good for you, mate. Yeah, good work. Um, big big meme from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Have we yeah, got any? Have we got any better news than that? Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Shatner face, that leads into the next story. Um, the uh, the the Gates McFadden podcast investigates, which is just such a it's a good name. Yeah. Um, investigates. Who do you think you are? Um, it's been renewed for a second season. Um, where Gates McFadden, who of course plays Beverly Crusher in Next Generation, um, interviews other cast members from Star Trek. Um, next season will include Kate Mulgrew, Anson Mount, Tony Newsom, Jack Quaid, John Billingsley, and of course, Shatnerface himself. Um, I reckon they're going to have an argument. I reckon they're going to get into it. It is Shatner. So. <laughs> He's a fucking knob. Yeah. And like... Yeah. If there's one thing that I learned from watching the fucking TNG cast uh, at their fucking Comic-Con panel, it's um, they're all stinkers. And they're, <laughs> they're all about that far from having an argument. 
yeah. with anyone in the room. Need a Certus to go on a podcast with him and just like oh, chew yeah. him out for a couple of decades. Oh, it'd be so good. Wouldn't it? It, it, it did make me laugh. You how, fucking like... what? What do you fucking say? Yeah. You fucking just turned into a fucking right guy, Richie character. Yeah. <laughs> did make me laugh how like her podcast was renewed. Are we, is that what uh, happens to podcasts? Are we, are we I, up for renewal? I, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Well, I mean, like, you know, some people, from what I understand, there are different approaches to making podcasts. Yeah. Like, I've definitely listened to some podcast series that feel as though they were recorded over the space of a few days. And mm. then they've been sparsed out over a few weeks. Yeah. And there are people that that meet up and, and regularly talk about shit, you know, like us. You yeah, know, because we 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 do Star Trek, and if and now you know, now that Star Trek is back on, pretty much every week of the year, every yeah, year man. from now until we die. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, and like you know, they can't get Gates McFadden to do that. No, she couldn't do what we do. Um, but yeah, uh, to paraphrase. Our f- shared favorite fucking podcast. Um, it's the scariest time of the year. And I'm not just talking about the American fucking political system. We. It's fucking. But no, I it's am. Midterms, though. isn't it's it? It's midterms. <laughs> I don't understand what the midterms are. No, it's to do with the Senate. I am not Senate. Oh man, like honestly, yeah. anytime, anytime it gets to like any anything big political in America, I just, I get like, I get anxiety. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just, just because like the internet, like I spend a lot of my life on the internet, mm. and it's already a pretty toxic place. But anytime the political, there's you know any form of political unrest in the United States, it just gets worse. Yeah. Um, it filters down over here and then we still have to live with our own where I feel like the Americans maybe don't get as much filtering back or they definitely don't get as much filtering back from the rest of the world no and yeah. um, from what I understand about the American attitude towards the British political system is that it's they don't get it no um, but uh, Star Trek celebrities um, will be getting together to trek the vote is that how you say that? Yeah. To do Trek the vote? Are they trekking the vote? They're star trekking across the yeah. el- electoral registers. Yeah. They're, anyway. They're doing promos and shit like that to, to yeah. encourage people to go out and vote. Um, yeah, man. Well, it's and it's not just it's not just that. So this this is this is what I was reading just before we recorded. Yeah. And like, I think that this is a good. This is a. This is this is overall a net positive for society. Mm. Um, formed ahead of the uh, 2020 election, uh, Trek Movie Reports, uh, Trek the Vote works to provide volunteers with a wide range of partner organizations to support voting rights, improve election transparency, and to help election administrators meet administrators meet their staffing needs. Mm. Um, so if you're a Trekkie who is politically active, and does volunteer work. Um, check out Trek the Votes website, where you'll be treated to this wonderful video um, with with Kate Mulgrew and 
and and all and most mostly Voyager folks, um, in varying um, aspect ratios. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some are, you know, we've got Tim Russ in a in a in a kind of a tight profile. We've got mm. some widescreen with Wang. We've got John Delancey in in portrait. We've got some widescreen Wang. Yeah, we've got some I, I thought that was on a different uh, channel I was looking at. Yeah, but we mentioned Lennon Nimoy uh, before, and mm. of course Lennon Nimoy is up there in Stovacore and drinking drinking um, shots out of square shot glasses with sexy Romulan ladies. Mm. Um, but before that, uh, it was a weird time. It was the 90s. It was a weird time. You know, Star mm -hmm. Trek was was alive and well. Um, and and here in the UK, they, were, they, wanted, to, they wanted to bring back um, our own... Um, sci-fi institution doctor who mm. um did you know mike that the that the 1990s doctor who movie uh the 1990s doctor who movie starring paul mcgann was almost directed by leonard fucking nimoy yeah i saw this the, today that i mean was an actual director um, yeah he was on board he was yeah, on board yeah. So, uh, Trek Movie Reports, um, uh, Philip Siegel, the producer of the movie, had several meetings with ne Leonard Nimoy, who wanted to direct it. I met with him at Amblin, and we had wonderful conversations. He was genuinely excited about the possibility. Um, uh, but Fox did not want him to do it. They were mm -hmm. concerned. It looked very kitsch to go. Aren't we clever? We've got Spock from Star Trek directing. Like, I don't. I, I've not seen the interview, so I don't know what intonation he's using. But yeah, so it kind of sounds like um, Fox Studio didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah, I, I can understand them being like, "No, let let's get it away from a another." old sci-fi franchise and be like no it's cool doctor who now we're, we're appealing to uh we're appealing to cool people yeah but it is, that that that's the wrong thinking because americans that's... weren't watching doctor who yeah. it would have been a chance to pull in all the americans yeah. hey hey trekkies you, you heard about doctor who but you've never seen it because it's it's a, like old british tv that was recorded live or whatever yeah. Well, here's a great fucking opportunity to jump in. Honestly, can mm. you imagine? Oh my god! Imagine if Leonard Nimoy played the master, as well as directing. Imagine if they got him to play the master. Well, that from what I can remember of the uh, whatever was it? Was it '96 Doctor Who movie? Yeah, man. What year was it? Yeah, um, the master is a worm at some point. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, hopefully, as well as directing, Nimoy could have, like... He could have played know, the worm. Bit... <laughs> he could have been the worm. <laughs> he could have been the worm. Or yeah, he could have had some influence to to not have a worm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He, like, I mean, he'd have been like... Maybe there doesn't need to be a visual metaphor, you know? Yeah. 
Like, ha, I don't has know, there ever been ever a worm Star before? Trek? I don't know if you've <laughs> ever seen Star Trek, but we have this thing called a mind meld. Yeah. Where, like, people can do all kinds of crazy shit with their minds, and you don't have to show anything on screen. You yeah. instead use, like, skill and cinematography and good editing and, and sound yeah. design to, 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 to create a mood. Yeah. But so that would have I... been a bit too, bit too much directing. Yeah, <laughs> the direction. I, yeah, I, I don't know who they actually ended up directing it because you know, for all we know, it's like Steven Spielberg. It won't be Steven Spielberg. <laughs> for all we know, it's like a, a Jeffrey a Sachs. Jeffrey Sachs. I know yeah. the name. Um, wait, oh wait, here we go. According to the producer, Fox would only allow Nimoy to direct if he agreed to play the film's villain, the Master, the Doctor's long-term anniversary. Siegel considered the idea insulting to Nimoy as that wasn't the object of the exercise. Oh shit, so we're wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I We were halfway there. Answer. He was almost playing the worm. Oh my god. Oh man, he didn't want to play the worm. All right, okay. Yeah. Sort it of been good like as like the um I know this is in the 90s so Nimoy wasn't fantastically old. But the old version of the master who dies at the very start. Yeah, but but Woody though, because what does that version of the master have? Goatee. Oh. Goatee. And then people mm. would have been like, what is this? The mirror universe? True, true. Hadn't even thought of the goatee. Oh, yeah, man, imagine, think... imagine pulling more people in to be like, hey, hey, sci-fi nerds. Leonard Nimoy's in this for like all 10 minutes. You don't need to say the 10 minutes thing, but yeah. Yeah. But imagine if Leonard Nimoy had have directed that film. Do you think that that Doctor Who revival would have happened? Well, if there'd been more interest in it, then possibly. If there were more bombs on seats, because didn't they only not do it because um, it was expensive and they didn't see it? getting return on tv hmm. so maybe if they got more bums on seats watching it for all we know we could have had a, a doctor who revival in the 90s before a, a real one before i'm just uh, trying to think of like like 2000 like i don't know i'm thinking because like there's parts of the doctor who movie that kind of remind me of like the highlander tv show <laughs> So there like, are I lightning effects, yeah, <laughs> you know that nineties like, yeah. lightning effect that's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, there's that. I like, I like everyone's got like really baggy trousers, like big, really baggy suit trousers. Yeah, really baggy. Uh, what's the word? Slacks. Everyone's wearing baggy slacks. Yeah, pulled right up, baggy shirts. Um, Paul McGann's like, a hell of a doctor, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like, yeah, yeah no, I could definitely see like. You know, with 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 Nimoy behind it, maybe would have got a bit more attention. Maybe would have got something, mm. something akin to Highlander, and then maybe like more Star Trek people. Like, and then when the when it's re rebooted again, get you freaks, know, get freaks in, yeah, <laughs> um, friggin' or like you know have David T maybe. Oh man, we could have had David Tennant and 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 Leonard Nimoy on screen together. Hmm. Well, not if he if if he was playing the old master who died instantly. Although I suppose here's well, me saying here's me saying it doesn't make sense old, in like could have played the old master. 
Yeah. We couldn't have given him the goatee. But like, here's me saying it wouldn't make sense time-wise anyway. Like, um, Capaldi's doctor had two masters. He had against him at mm. one point, a, a weird ghost man, um, doctor and, and Missy, you know? Yeah, man. So what am I talking about? It doesn't make sense timeline-wise on fucking Doctor Who. No, exactly. Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, all yeah. that. Um, but yeah, man, that's another one for the um, for the multiverse. Yeah, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Somewhere out there in the multiverse, there is a... Uh, there is a there is a fucking Leonard Nimoy directed Doctor Who movie. God damn it! Yeah. Um, Hit me with more bit. news. I want more news. So um, we mentioned a little while ago um, that uh, um, Kate Mulgrew. Oh, is it that? Oh, oh, we're after eight. We're after eight. Mike gets to oh. eat his after eights. Yes, he's he he's no longer in breach of contract. Mm. With with the After Eight company, I have to um, sign something on the receipts and everything. <laughs> uh, a little while ago, mentioned um, J- um, Janeway. I nearly called her Janeway. That Kate Mulgrew um, had said in a live panel Q and A that there had been talks, there had been stirrings, there had been conversations about the possibility of a Star Trek Janeway series. Now, at the time when we talked about it, neither of us were very. Uh... I thought she could come back in the end of Picard too. I thought um... she was. Ta- I thought she was straight talking bollocks. Like, yeah. like she does like to do that in an interview, doesn't? Oh, she, she does. She does. Yeah. She doesn't give a fuck. Like I love Kate Mulgrew. She will just say whatever. But yeah, so like she she mentioned that that there'd been discussions about a Janeway series, and we were like, nah, I'm not entirely buying it. However. Kurtzman has come out. Alex Kurtzman, um, the Kevin Feige of Star Trek, if you will, has um, has come out with an equally lukewarm response, <laughs> um, saying, "Right, are you ready? Are you ready yeah, for this?" Yeah, is, yeah. is a quote. Here's what I'm going to say. Things have been talked about. <laughs> well, it it wasn't just that, was it? Have you got? Was there a rest of the quote? We've got, we've got, we've got, uh, we've got a whole bunch of other stuff. A lot of discussion about the philosophy of 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 how much you know uh, things things have to align. They have to. Yeah, but there a was whole one lot I, of stuff. There was one I saw, and it said it certainly needs to be. Um, we're certainly thinking if she does return, it's sooner rather than later. It's not going to be ten years down the track. And you go, yeah. yeah. I didn't expect it to be 10 years down the track for um, no. Kate Mulgrew, really. No, definitely not. Um, but yeah, so first Mulgrew says that there's been talks. And now Alex Kurtzman has said that there have been talks. So I think it's um, double confirmed that there have been talks. Mm. How, I, does I still make, think... how, how does that make you feel? I still think it's going to be in Picard season three or whatever Picard season three spins off into like, um, you know, if it's a seven of nine and Raffi show, then she mm. can pop up there once in a while. I don't think it's going to be a full yeah. show that is Janeway again. 
No, no. I would. I. I think I'd. I'd be a lot more interested in seeing like, like you say, a seven of nine show, where like, I don't know. In my head, I'm picturing like, Stargate SG One and um, Janeway's like the like Colonel Hammond. Yeah. 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 Makes more sense that way, anyway. Yeah. Oh no, it'd probably be more like X Files, where she'd be like the the director. Skinner and like, yeah, Skinner. And like, she's going to be a bald man, whatever it takes. Yeah, she either way, she either way, like, <laughs> she needs to be a bald man, protect, you know, with or without a shirt with epaulets. Yeah. Oh well, no, it's Star Trek, so she's probably going to have something, mm. something like epaulets. <laughs> Little taste of some of the new, some more news out of um, New York Comic Con 2022. Um, pretty much all the exciting stuff from Comic-Con 2022 has, for me anyway, been Star Trek. I haven't really noticed much much else. I, I don't think the... Um, is the MCU or DC actually there? I don't know. I guess not. I, I, I know MCU comic stuff came out a day after Star Trek. You know, their big chunk. Well, so. um, cool. Speaking of comics, we've got some Star Trek comics. Um, one that I'm actually excited for, for the first time since all of these comics have been announced, um, Star Trek Defiant um, by uh, Chris Cantwell and I'm going to say Angel Unzueta um, from IDW. Um, yeah. This looks good. So this, this is... I've got the a part of the synopsis here. So after falling out with Captain Min, Ca- Captain Min. Oh, good. Like you got the synopsis oh. up because I, I've just. <laughs> just so I was just saying, it's good that you that you are reading the synopsis because I'm just looking at the pictures. Well, I, I, I'm reading <laughs> out and saying Captain Min, uh, Captain Benjamin Cisco during his mission aboard the USS Thesis, which is a, a different comic. So this seems to be a companion uh. comic. Oh, a spin-off to that other comic. You have you you were really excited to read it, weren't you? Uh, yeah, and I haven't I haven't as of yet. That's the Cisco comes back from the Celestial Temple and recruits Beverly Crusher, Data, and some other dude um, to do stuff. This mm-hmm. is like a companion one. Um, so Worf handpicks a crew for a mission that includes Belana Torres, Spock, Ro Laren, and Law. Um, cool man. Yeah. Yeah, so, man, there's this picture here. They're all in like covert ops shit. Cl- yeah. Fucking Wolf is wearing a covert ops um, variant of a Klingon Baldrick. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Directly just does the Captain America and just like spray paints it uh, <laughs> before a mission. Oh, no, this one's tactical. This one has a pouch. Oh. Yeah, man. Yeah. Had, uh, had, <laughs> it is had... comics after all. Yes, <laughs> it is comics. Pouches. It's got a pouch. They've had Rob Liefeld in to design the new <laughs> uniforms. Um, no, I am genuinely excited. Mm. Um, and, and honestly, just because of the artwork, like I'm yeah. really digging this other cover. Mm. Like the the like it's Wolf's head. <laughs> like and it's very yeah. like ah <laughs> like, it's ugh. But the background, the the like the cool Klingon artwork in the background is um it's cool. Yeah. I really dig it. It's kinda it's kinda like I don't know, it's kinda like like a cross between like 
like Hindi meets Celtic knots. Like, mm. I dig it. Yeah. Man. And cool. at some point I need to read, because I, I presume the, the one with Cisco is already out, uh, or some of it's already out. So I'll, Maybe. I'll catch up at some point, you know. Um, I, I've just, I've just, what did I just, um, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, well, what do you know? It's not a, um, it's, it's not a good Star Trek spinoff unless someone's stealing a starship. Yep. Worf steals the Defiant. Oh yeah. How defiant of him. It's like the thing, the name, the name. Oh my God. Oh my God. You, they, oh my god, you might be a genius. Yeah. Um, last cheeky bit of news. Uh, cheeky bit of Star Trek Online news. Um, uh, every year, they do this every year, Star Trek Online, do a special Halloween event. And that's about to start. Uh, on October the 13th, um, Cat's Tale will be back online on, on Star Trek Online, where you'll be able to Play, take part in in the special event. You play over a certain amount of days. You get a prize. Um, you get a little cat who's your friend. Um, you get like a special a special device for your ship. Um, mm. And it's and it's dead silly. And anyone who plays Star Trek Online, I I, I recommend you go take part in it because it's it's really silly. So is this a repeat event? Because I could see yes. new stories of it being last year. Okay. Yeah, it is a repeat event, but it's it's one of my it's it's one of my favorite events that they do on Star Trek Online because it's one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek overall, um, and because it's my favorite time of year. Um, I love That's Halloween. Season. I love spooky shit. Uh, mm. I love I love weird Celtic pagan nonsense. Um, yeah. You know. Um, I'm thinking I might. I think I might take mushrooms this year for Halloween. Okay. Celebrate a good, good, wild sowin, um, with some of my old hippie friends. Um, yeah. um, but yeah, that just to lead us in. Uh, me and before before uh, before the we started recording, me and Mike were discussing in a couple of weeks. Little, you know, we want to we want to maybe go through some recommendations of some Halloween, well, not Halloween themed episodes because there's only one, um, but some scary episodes of Star Trek. So maybe this is I'm just this is just off the fresh off the top of my head. Um, let's get some fucking audience engagement. Uh, maybe comment in in the in the shit down in in our underpants. What you know. What are some actually scary moments um, yeah. in Star Trek? Some really scary episodes. Um, uh, we're what we're both going to hide behind the couch when you were young. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, is it is it you know is it jump scary things? Is it scary monster or is it a deep underlying existential dread about the meaninglessness of human existence in a yeah. vast uncaring? universe oh christ <laughs> so yeah let us know yeah. um, what what what's what what's your favorite scary episode of star trek um yeah. and maybe it'll come up in our recommendations definitely so that'll be a couple of weeks a couple of weeks away we've got 
Yeah, man. Two more lower decks, and then we yeah. can do spooky times. Yeah, man, it's maybe a bit early to be mentioning it, but like I say, Halloween is my favorite time of year, and I usually start planning Halloween way in advance. I already got a um, I already I already got a a, a tunic for my mm. witch costume. For your witch costume, <laughs> yeah, oh, very nice. <laughs> yes. Not for the not for the pod, just for Halloween. I yeah, might yeah. My, I might get my Klingon shit out for 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 this. But yeah. yeah. Uh, if if we um if we commit to dressing up, I'll get something to dress up as well, rather than just a track t shirt. Um, but that's it for the. But I mean, that's not it for the news. Like we say, fucking Star Trek basically fucking like dicked on everyone at Comic Con. Mm. Um. Which is a rare win for Star Trek, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that's the fluff. Um, how do you feel about all that fluff? Fluff, fine. Uh, nothing, nothing amazing for me. The, you know, the most interesting part for me was the comic. Um, I think. Yeah. Beyond that, I could take or leave. Oh man, I'm still, I'm still like picturing Leonard Nimoy as the master in them big robes. Yeah. You know. Sticking Paul McCann in the eyes open thing, in yeah. the Clockwork Orange thing, <sighs> would have been sick. Yeah, yeah, fun. But the the big part of the Comic Con um, for Trek was we got free trailers and uh, you know panel with three different shows on. Mm-hmm. We got Picard, we got Discovery, and we got Prodigy. Um, what order do you, do you want to hit them? Do you want to hit them best to worst or worst to best? Uh, I say we go. Um, uh, we go in order of what I think the budgets are. So I think Prodigy okay. he probably has the smallest budget, and then Discovery, and then Picard. I reckon. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> sense. Then let's talk Picard. Then um, we got. What was listed oh, as... Oh, wait, you want to go Picard first? Let's oh, go. sorry. Let, okay, let's go the other way around then. Uh, Gosh, you go... are all about starting starting on a high note tonight. I know. Mike wanted to start the episode with the trailers, and I was like, no way, man. The trailers are the biggest story. I only have so much and energy. Picard is and the I biggest forgot to say trailer again. of the trailers. I forgot to say again, there are time codes. So if you've managed to get to this point in the episode, there are time codes, A, if you want to skip back to the news... Or B, there's going to be some spoiler stuff in this that, you know, picked out of trailers. If you just want to skip forward to us talking about a um, a bog-standard episode of Lower Decks, then please do, <laughs> um, let's say. So let, let's talk Prodigy first, then. Yeah, man. So this is the trailer. Uh, they had the trailer for um, the second half of season one. Mid-season teaser trailer! <laughs> It's only how mid season. Yeah. <laughs> mid season my ass. This is season two. <laughs> this is season three. Get fucked. This is season yeah. three. S- season one was nearly a year ago. You can't Oh have... my god, that's not that's and... not true. Yeah. That's that season the the first episode of this show aired ten years ago. <laughs> it, it was it was a long time ago um you know oh in a galaxy God. unfortunately 
a bit closer than um, oh, than that. God, that was only a year ago. Fuck. Yeah, and it was announced, Sorry. you know, 2020. So we we are um, a fair bit into Prodigy's run now, <laughs> or mm. you'd think so. Um, yeah, man. We've but, certainly, we've certainly, it's definitely been in a roller. It's been a roller coaster. Yeah, we've been we've been some places with these fucking kids. Yeah, in fact, it'll be a year and one week exactly by the date it comes out by this new new season, new half season since when the first season started airing. That is a new season. Yeah, there was a nice thematic knot at the end of the the first. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, season. definitely, hundred percent, hundred percent. They 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 the yeah the thematic knot. They they ended the season where they began. That's Hero's Journey, Joseph Campbell. Yeah. And there was like a, this is going to be what the next season is. This is the twist. This is the what, you know. So I I don't get it. I don't get it. Especially when Lodex, they're happy to call like 10 episodes as a season. And Prodigy, they're like, we produced all 10 episodes. And then it feels like an assistant whispered in the back of the rear, like, you were supposed to do 20. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We'll we'll do another twenty. <laughs> Wait a <laughs> minute, 10. sorry. So you just you just reminded me. Lower decks is only like ten episodes long, yeah. isn't it? Lo- Lower decks has well, done uh, ten episodes every season. But, but what is but what is Lower decks emulating outside of Star Trek? Like what what else is what else is Lower decks like aping? Rick and Morty. How many episodes in a season? Uh, is it is it about ten then? About ten episodes. Yeah. Right. What's what's what's? Uh, Clone Wars. It. Maybe I can see where. How you're many going. episodes in a season? Twenty-two. 20? Okay. Twenty-two. Twenty-two episodes in almost every season, except like then you get to like the <clears throat> the lost missions, the final season. It's like yeah. thirteen, twelve. Yes, yeah, so that's what they're going for. They're wanting to meet shit like that. Let's have a look at Rebels. Which is bit, which is what I always call this show anyway, Star Trek Rebels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what they're doing. They're trying to match. They're trying to match Clone Wars and Rebels. More fool them, those fools. So any, anyway, we got a, we got a trailer for um, this yeah. second half of a season um, with characters that I, I had to relook up the names for. Um, and we got a, a season description or a second half of a season description. I, I should just call this like season rock. five. Rock. The one that looks like a rock is called Rock. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> yes. I think one of them's called Janeway. Uh, but who yes. knows? Yeah. Um, so in the remaining. Star Trek Prodigy Season 1 episodes, a hopeful crew makes their way towards Starfleet. Their dreams are threatened when they discover the USS Protostar harbors a weapon designed to tear the Federation uh, of planets apart. To make matters worse, the USS Dauntless is on a manhunt for the Protostar, as the real Admiral Vice Admiral Janeway is eager to uncover what happened to her missing former First Officer, Jakote. With these two ships on a collision course and destruction, on the horizon, the fate of the Alpha Quadrant hangs in the balance. Woo! Whoa! Whoa! Um, it, this, yeah, I mean, obviously, very excited about it. Um, mm. uh, I did really the, like the first half of the first season. 
Absolutely. Um, obviously, we know that we're getting um, we're getting the outrageous Akona, mm-hmm. um, but this this trailer also has has um, the fucking donkey balls shit fucking reveal of yeah. uh, motherfucking Captain Jellico in this. How do you feel about getting some fucking Jellico in this bitch? I, I we we know he's an admiral at this point from lower decks well, yeah, or whatever. I, yeah, yeah, man, he's the fucking hardest working. Man in in Starfleet, he's the only he's as far as I know, his head is the most firmly screwed onto his shoulders of anyone yeah. we've seen in Star Trek. Yeah, and there's plenty of videos around, you know, where Jellico isn't a dick. He's just like he's whipping the crew into order. So I don't I don't think we need to cover that too much because yeah, yeah and Deanna should have been wearing a uniform from you know episode yeah. one. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was inappropriate. Yeah. If if you think Jellico was a dick, then you must also think Sam the Eagle was a dick. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> John I, Watson. So I've got Sherlock yeah. Holmes on the brain. Mm. Uh, ooh, I wonder why. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Mm. Although, like, I've got to say, like that, like if um, I don't think that if, likeness if looks Star like Fri- it. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's what you're um, gonna say. No, but uh, but like if Starfleet is after the protostar, surely that's gonna be surely surely they get him if Jellico's but I'm guessing maybe maybe think... Jellico isn't after them, he's sending Janeway to go yeah. get them because because if Jellico was on the case, I feel like Jellico would get the protostar. Yeah. Or maybe Jellico's gonna come in at the end like like Thanos. <laughs> Fine, I'll do it myself. Do it myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get Alpha, Beta, Gamma, and uh, Omega <laughs> shift on this. You know. Oh, you are fucked with all four <laughs> of them on. Yeah. So we, we know we know as well. He's on like he's not a one and done episode man. He's a recurring role apparently in cool. in uh, season one point five. Let's call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is this? What is the what is this threat? That, that the protostar has are we i think we were talking about it a little while ago i think we we were talking yeah. about it maybe being like a like a virus or something because they can't let voyager establish communications with them yeah from, from what i remember at the end of season one to 1. 1.5 um, <laughs> there was a bomb on top of in the protostar of some sort that was going to wipe out the whole history of the federation so it was going to blow up Earth, but it was going to be like a possibly a time bomb and just wipe them back to, you know, so they didn't exist. I see. I thought that that was more like hyperbole, like 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 when someone says, like, I'm going to fucking I'm going to knock you into next week. <laughs> yeah. I kind of thing, like they're not going to actually you're going to punch me through time. No, like I think it's, but like, there it's was... a metaphor. Like you're going to wake up next week. Like, no, but there was time travel, and the the whole thing of um, uh, the guy from um, Fringe, whatever his name is, uh, the 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 main bad guy from Leonard Nimoy. No, <laughs> the other one from Fr- Fringe, um, not Dawson's Creek. Yes. Not oh, the voice actor, the voice the actor from Scarecrow, from, the pu- the puppet master from Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. That his main thing was trying to because there's time travel already in the story that is is overly complicated and not best explained. episode best episode of 
a prodigy, in my opinion, was that time loop episode. No, not not the time loop, because, okay, this is what is outrageously confusing about Prodigy. This, the ship, the Prodigy, was sent out by Janeway with Chakotay on. It goes to a planet. It fucks up that planet. A guy from that planet travels back in time, takes the Prodigy, still after it's fucked up the planet. Um, so Chakotay's been missing in that time loop or whatever for like 30 years. It's barely explained in the actual episodes. When was any of that explained? What exactly. are you talking about? No, it, it, it. What are you talking about? From from memory, that is what happened in the first season, and the, now he no, he wants to thought, have a bomb on Earth. I thought the Proto Star was what Chakotay was. Saying. No, they sent the Proto Star to get Chakotay. No, Chakotay was on the Proto Star, but it got embedded in Tars whatever that prison planet because it traveled through time or whatever right as well okay so so he from my understanding he's the the potential risk to the federation oh my god maybe jacote's been dead for hundreds of years yeah Oh, In which case, Jane, Janeway's mission to find Chakotay is going to be a bit counterproductive, isn't it? Oh, no. Like, I was thinking, <laughs> like, maybe Chakotay was doing, like, some, some like, cool, like, you know, walk walk the earth type shit. Yeah. It would make sense for his character more than doing this. Yeah, man. Um, stuff. Like, roaming the galaxy like Kane in Kung Fu. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing Chakotay likes more than an episode where he goes native on a planet. You know? Yeah, man. He I just mean, like, joins in someone's war because. Well, I mean, he's a fake ass Native American. His, I mean, his yeah. character is Native American, but he's played by a Mexican man, and he was written by a a fake Native American. Yeah. And uh, so maybe he's doing other fake Native American shit, like going way too hard on Native American culture, and like he's yeah. been in a sweat lodge for three weeks, paying thousands of dollars mm. to to have um, to have leaves wafted at him. The the protostar anyway has a virus, has a bomb, has something. So yeah, if it totally. contacts a Federation ship, it's supposed to wipe out the Federation. Mm. That being said, in this trailer, we see the kids talking to members of the actual Federation. Someone yeah. who looked like a Cardassian to me, like a science uniform Cardassian. Cool. Um and they're like, oh, they they Gave you kids a ship? I'm like, no, we stole it. I'm like, yeah, okay. So <laughs> you can you can talk to some of the Federation. Yeah, um, yeah. As you say, there's uh, the outrageous O'Connor we see in the background. Um, there's Very a cool. Borg cube, so that these kids are going to run into the Borg and have to deal with that. Yeah, well, I mean, they're on the. As far as I understand, they're on like the. They're they're close to the they're close to the Alpha Quadrant, hmm. like side of of the delta quadrant right yeah because like um derek he he's a he's a yeah he's a teller right right yeah 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 and got i i think it was originally supposed to be further away but then they wanted like tellerites and stuff like that in it and Mm. it's like doesn't make much sense but they're on a ship that goes in you know outrageously fast anyway it's fine yeah it's cool um, they had a space skydive a la track 2009 in the trailer. 
Uh, and and also the tribute to Trek 2009 that was in a recent episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of... I, I think 09 has, like, set in people's mind that Star Trek has, like, skydives in it. Because yeah. Discovery, every, for the first few seasons, had um, skydive in. Um, yeah. Into Darkness had a skydive of sorts in it. Yes, it it's did. Like, I don't know where skydiving came into this. Um, it's a new thing. Franchise. It's a new tradition. Yeah. It's a new tradition. It's like it, I just learned at my. I had a family do the other week on mm -hmm. Saturday, and I worked out that like over the past two generations in my family, uh, beatboxing has weirdly become a, a <laughs> strange family tradition that like a surprising amount of my family can do. Uh, there's me, my brother, my cousins. Their kids, yeah, all beatboxing at this party, Boom. like at the same skill as you're rapping <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah, we're all like, yeah, you know, it's like my family and beatboxing, Star Trek and skydiving. It's about building new traditions. Yeah. Uh, what what else did we add? We had um, interviews, you know, at at New York Comic Con. Uh, Jamelia Jamal. Um, from Good Place and from Jamila Jamil. Jamil, sorry, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, she's in this. Yeah, so she's um, the ensign on um, Janeway's ship. And the only thing I have to say about it, other than it's weird having her interview when she's ha hasn't appeared and said anything yet, or she's appeared in the background and that's it. A, her character has red boots compared to everyone else on on the um, Voyager ship. Which makes well, me Jamila go. Jamila Jamil is a style icon. I have got written here uh, interview Jamila Jamil, style icon. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Because I was just like, she's, she's in all these interviews wearing big, big glasses. <laughs> you know, this outrageous thing uh, next to. Poor little dude, um, the kid who plays Daj or Dal. Um, I wanna, I'm trying. I need to find this. I want to see the shot. I want to see if Jimmy, like, because in my head I'm thinking like that she's doing lines and there's a picture of her character up and she's like, cool, but the boots are going to be red though, right? Yeah, I need red boots. The, those boots are supposed to be red. You meant yeah. to make those boots red though, right? Because yeah. they're supposed to be red. I'm stylish. I need yeah. different boots. You wouldn't, you wouldn't make the choice to not put red boots with that outfit, surely, <laughs> would you? Yeah, it, it, it just made me laugh. I was like, why is her character in different clothes? And then watching the interviews later, I was like, of course her character's in different clothes. I'm, I need to see the shot of her in red boots. I want to know if she's right. Seven yeah, no, in. she's right. She's right about those boots. That's definitely, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Of course, yeah. Of course, you're wearing different colors. Yeah, you see, me. that's like I often feel when when playing um, Space Barbie on Star Trek Online. If I'm mm. doing their uniforms, sometimes I do feel like, man, there's just too much that color and then that color. And then that color, you need you to know? break it up, you know. <clears throat> Absolutely, and yeah. she's right. She's of course, you know, style icon. Hey, man. So, like. What time is this setting? It's set after Lower Decks. 
Um, is it set after Picard? It is set. I think it's set after Picard as well. Um, I think it's got to be before because, like, Vice Admiral Janeway looks younger than Janeway does now. Yeah. I mean, uh, Kate Mulgrew does that. now. <laughs> yeah, but they did the same for Ronnie Cox as well. Ronnie Cox looks were... like he's, you know, the Crypt Keeper now. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh, man, have you, oh, man, you can't watch House of the Dragon. Paddy Considine, oh man, he looks. Oh, I don't. Oh, he's so. Okay, good. it is. It must be about seventeen years before Star Trek Picard. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh uh, God, this it's, is where Star it's Wars about has 17... a beat because they have BBY, BBYs, and shit. So, so I know Star Trek Picard season two happens just at the turn of the. Um, millennium for them or oh, not the millennium the hundred years so 20 2400 but this is okay. prodigy season one apparently is set 2383 but there's also as i say that time loop where chakotay has been out there for 30 years or whatever as well the ship has been locked in tars magal for 30 years it is also set parts of it after picard so it is right. set before and after picard right God damn it. Yeah. Specifically, everything we see with the young characters is set before the card. Right. So, what's the chat? What's the likelihood of Jamila DeMille's character being in our dream Star Trek SG1 featuring Seven of Nine and Janeway? There's, there's one slight problem. And it is that her character in Prodigy is um, whiter than white, blue-eyed. So unlike Lower Decks where they modeled the characters on the people, I would say that didn't happen with Ensign Asensia. Asensia? Um, you know, and that doesn't mean that that um she can't be in track but no but it does mean that there is definitely a whole full-on like yeah i had this um whole thing with these like these kids had this ship that we needed it was like 15 years ago i was white i'm pakistani <laughs> now don't worry yeah. about it i mean she does, play <laughs> like... tr she does play a trill so she could play a different version of her in the, you know, a, a different joining of her in the future. That would actually be, weird, be very, you know? that would, I think that would be very cool. Mm. You know, she's probably doing an American accent in this because the like American production companies just love it when British actors do an yeah. American accent. Whether like, look, whether it's good or not, they just love it. Yeah. I love that bit. She's like, who are those kids? Yeah. It's the Bad Batch. Yeah. The, there was a lot of, in the trailer as well, there's a lot of um, lines that are just for the trailer or that are picked specially for the trailer where it's like, I understand everything now or I remember everything. And you go like, yeah, man. Yep. trailer man, good work. Good work, yeah. writers, writing for a trailer as well. Right. Do you do you have anything more on Star Trek Prodigy? Because 
No. Um, other than me having to research the actual timeline before it starts up again. <laughs> Let, let's call me let's call me done on that. I, I'm I, gonna have to rewatch all of it. I, I will. I'll put a link in the description. Let's say there is there is a site that I read that has the full timeline. Um, so that that was my research for it when it was airing the first half of this first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was a confused boy then, and I'm confused boy now. But let's move on to disco. Let's say Star Trek Discovery um, season five trailer. Uh, so season description. Captain Burnham and the crew of the USS Discovery uncover a mystery that sends them on an epic adventure across the galaxy to find an ancient power whose very existence has been deliberately hidden for centuries. <laughs> but there, there are others on the hunt as well, dangerous foes who are desperate to claim the prize for themselves, who will stop at nothing to get it. This is this is the leaked... So this is uh, section 31! Well, section 31 going after the, the fucking the big cosmic vacuum from last season. <laughs> well, potentially not because we got um, because we get new cast announcements as well. I'll go on to them, but th- this this is the leaked um season description we were talking about last week when we like this can't be it. This can't this, this can't. is the same. <laughs> this is the same again. You're finding an ancient power, yeah, yeah, man. You do what? that every season. Time. Oh, we found the time crystals again. Yeah. Can you remember the fucking answer to the riddle? Oh, the red angel. Who is the red angel? The red angel is partially your mum, but partially you. Um, and But it's been hidden for years. It's been hidden for years, but also hasn't happened yet, but also will be in the future. <laughs> yeah. Holy Jesus. Yeah. So it, it's it's another season of discovery. That being said, the not damage control. Let's say let let's not. I, I don't want to beat up on something I haven't seen yet, and we haven't seen season five. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like we have, but we haven't. <laughs> there was a lot of preemptive. Um, no, we're, we've gone for a completely different tone than the last couple of seasons. Uh, you know, the last season was sad and depressive uh, or depressing. What we're doing this time, it's like Indiana Jones, and they keep saying Indiana Jones in every interview they do. I'm not being funny around, but like disco has always been fairly Indiana Jonesy. I I I go back to the time crystals again. Yeah. Boreth. Boreth, yeah. very Indiana Jonesy. Um <clears throat> the 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 we were in a we were in a bar in a foreign land last episode. Um Oh wait! Do they mean that maybe there's going to be a hat? <laughs> is there going to be a Possibly. hat this season? Michael is just going to constantly drop her hat and have oh to pick it up. Oh my god! I actually would love that. Yeah. Like, let's fly. <laughs> like, wait, wait a minute. Not a Sherlock Holmes hat, but a fedora. But let wait. Let's fly. Let's fly. So let, let's do the let's do the cast announcements as well. Um, yes. So Callum Keith Rennie joins the cast as a regular. Um, he's Captain Rayner. He's mm. got pictures up at the moment, but he's got um, the Vulcan or Romulan or that sort of ear. He's got, point, he's got he's got some pointy ears going on. Yeah. Um, definitely. I'm I'm calling it right now, just because like. 
Hmm. Just going by um, the the general audience reaction to um, to Anson Mount, yeah, and to Lorca. Hmm. There's going to be so much daddy thirst for this man, probably. When yeah. this series comes out, there is just going to be so. This man is about to experience uh, a level of 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 audience horniness that he <laughs> he could not comprehend. Yeah, um, he's from Sunderland. He was born in Sunderland, raised in Alberta, Canada. A, a man of the world. Yeah, man, he was in Memento. He was yeah. in the Man in the High Castle. Um, I saw that he was in the Umbrella Academy. Lester Pocket. He, he oh. was in Battlestar Renault. He was in, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he is good. He's very good. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, as, as the description to him, he is a gruff, smart captain who holds a clear line between commander and crew. Um, he's all about the mission, doesn't do niceties. Um, he's got a record of wartime success. Uh, collaboration's not his strong suit. Um, and he's more about getting stuff done and apologizing later. So I, I reckon every season of every season oh, and he of was Discovery, in, oh, god, what was he in? He was in Battlestar Galactica, yeah. Battle. Of course he was. Yeah. So I, I reckon anyway. What were you like, saying? What, what I, did you just say? I, I reckon like Michael every season has to have like um, someone to butt heads with. So it went from see, I don't know, Lorca to um, Pike to Vance to the president. I reckon this is the person she's butting heads with. But what kind of button heads are we talking? Because, like, uh, well, if, if the character description I mean, like, is he 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 has a clear line between command and crew, and he doesn't do the niceties. What is there a clear line between command and crew in the discovery, other than screen mm, presence? No, you know. Uh, so it'll be see, no. You've got to be a happy family. Like, no, I'm yeah. not a happy family. You see, the thing, the thing that I'm, I'm. My mind lingers on. He would rather ask. He would rather beg for an apology rather than yeah. ask for permission, kind of thing. That's yeah. very Michael Burnham. Yeah. Um. So maybe it's maybe it's going to be like a uh, look. But, I don't. But they did that. They did um, last season. Book going off to do the most dangerous mission in the world. That would have been something that Michael season two would have done. Season mm. one, season two. So there has been like character development there. And I wonder if they're just going to try and say, no, no, um, Michael now doesn't go off and do what she wants and just ask for apologies or try and get apologies through. Mm, maybe, maybe he's going to be a bad influence. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I'm looking at this picture of him right now and I'm telling you, he's giving like smolder. <laughs> He's influencing you. He's definitely influencing me. Like he's giving like a, he's you know he's leaned over the table. He look you know he's got his top button unpopped. He looks like he could rope some people into some shit. Do you want to know what my other call with him is? 
can you remember? And you probably will because it's a good episode. Um, TNG, who watches the Watchers? The the proto Romulans on the planet. Oh discover, yes. I think he's going to be of that race. Reason. Because. That's what they're all about. That's what they're all about. They're all about. They're not about logic. They're about reason, which yeah. is different, but in 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 subtle but very beautiful ways. You that, know, and I think it would be nice to go back to them because Picard is like, I have no doubt. In a couple hundred years, you'll be like spacefaring and up there and all that. Oh yeah, this goes a, a good show to do. Go back to them, really. So yeah. I, that, that, I'll, I'll throw my hat in the ring. I'll, I'll throw your hat in the ring to say. Um, Hell yeah, that. yeah! I've got a couple. Of, I've got a couple of flat caps laying around. You yeah, can throw yeah. them in the ring. What was the name of that planet? Um, Mintaka. Mintaka. Oh, <laughs> I'm miles off then. Yeah, no, almost none yeah. of those letters were the same. Um, is yeah, that Mintaka? Maybe he is Mintaka. That's I a good. That's a, that's a good. Yeah, man. Throw that high in the ring. Let, yeah, man. Yeah. Call that. Yeah. Mike I'll Smart of the failing frequency is calling that this man is a Mintakan. Mintakan. And I bet he is reasonable. I always like that about them. Like that's. Yeah. You know. You know that whole speech of like you know, in a thousand years time, you know maybe you'll be in space like us. And yeah. Wait. No. It's the other way around. He's like you know. Long ago, we had we didn't have ships like this. We had ships like yours. So isn't it reasonable to assume hmm. that they? And I just oh, I love that. Yeah, I love uh, the idea of a. How do you being, hunt a, a a solid back or whatever? And it's like, oh, we use a bow and arrow. And how would you explain that to um, your great ancestors? And like, we'd show them the bow and arrow. And it's like to them, they've never seen a bow and arrow. Exactly. It's magic to them. So it's reasonable to assume mm. that to them, you would be as heavenly as we are to you now. Yeah. Yeah, man. Fantastic it's a, episode. Like a, yeah. a, a real gold star um, episode. We also had two other characters, uh, descriptions and uh, announcements, who were Mol, a former courier turned outlaw, who's um, pretty much seems like a, a drug smuggler, you know. I'll, I'll read the full description, but pretty much a drug smuggler or, or whatever. Well, um, like, yeah, no, carry on. And her partner, Laak, um, another former courier turned outlaw who um, seems to be the partner of Mole. So yeah. Mole and Lack. Yeah. They buy so Eve, just, Harrow, and Elias. So and you, you just... You just read some of the descriptions. I just want to. I just want to read you the two descriptions that I've got here on um, trekcore.com. Yeah. A former so Moll, a mm. former courier turned outlaw, who is highly intelligent and dangerous with an impressive strategic mind and sharp wit. And then Laak, a former courier turned outlaw, who is tough, impulsive, <laughs> and fiercely protective of his beloved partner Moll. They didn't have a thesaurus on hand that day. <laughs> yeah, I would say they're the same character, but one yeah. is but one is a human-looking girl, and the other is looks like the guy from Babylon Five. Yeah, but yeah, he looks like he looks like fucking Nan. Okay, yeah. son of a bitch. Um, other parts from the trailer, 
Uh, it looks like Michael is going to stand on top of the ship somehow as it goes to warp, which is is something that is references well is in lower decks this week. Yeah, um, and there's also um, we we saw before promo images for this season coming up of of Discovery um, Michael on hover bike, um, which is in next week's or this week's lower decks. So that there seems yes. to be a lot of. Um, into show references uh, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. um, a lot of um, brand recognition going yeah. on. Almost like, oh, like I guess, I guess maybe after the whole fiasco of Star Trek Day, maybe someone at Paramount has gone. You know what, guys? Maybe we should like, maybe we should do like market. I think it's called ma- marketing. Yeah, marketing. I- I'm still of the opinion. Star Trek maybe shouldn't have as big a presence at Comic-Con and should do, instead of doing Star Trek Day and then two or three weeks later, they do, oh, we're on Comic-Con and here's all the trailers. You have to do one or the other. Um, And you can still do all the comic stuff at Comic-Con, but maybe do all the show stuff at Star Trek Day. You know what? Do you know what would be really cool Hmm. for Star Trek Day? Huh? Specials, werewolf by night, but um, short trek. yeah, a werewolf by night short trek where yeah. a man turns into a werewolf on a spaceship. They, they could do. I know um, Strange New Worlds is kind of doing this, but a show filmed on um, a, a short trek filmed as it was like TOS. Just bring in like a proper camera that is film. Yeah. Do the sets so they are incredibly cheap. Do lighting. Do all that oh, stuff. You know. That'd be so cool. Hmm. That'd be so cool. Yeah. They could get the guys that made um the Star Trek continues. Yeah. They could film it in their set. Yeah. Why you not? Pay them. He's probably that guy's probably not getting that much money as a. He's probably a, out on the street begging anyway. Yeah, so. he's, he's probably out on the street doing his Elvis Presley impression. Isn't yeah. it? Oh wait, no, it, was, it got taken over by a different guy, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um. Do you do you have anything else to say about Disco season five? No. No, but uh, same uniforms. Oh yeah, yeah. They, same they uniforms. Are, they don't change yeah, up. Cool. Yeah. That's fine. That's it fine. Was, it's a it's a fine. I like that uniform. uniform. Uh, yeah. I like that uniform. It's a bit asymmetrical for me, you know, including the cut at the bottom. But I don't care too yeah. much. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm always hopeful for a new season coming up, and uh, never want to prejudge a season based mm-hmm. on its old seasons. Absolutely. Talking of which, let's go on to Picard season three. Hey, speaking <laughs> of old, <laughs> yeah, this is definitely an old season. Speaking of people next to the grave. Speaking um, of yeah, so trailer for Picard. In fact, I, I should have said um, Prodigy was out. Uh, yeah, I've got an air date for that, 28th of October. Um, yes. Picard air date is Feb 16th. When's Disco um, out? Disco, I don't think there's a date on it. It's just 20, uh, 23. Right. So it, it's it's Prodigy, um, Picard, Disco. Mm-hmm. Um, so this trailer's full of reveals, isn't oh it? Oh my god, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Oh man, so I was I was on the bus back from that family do mm. and it was pretty heavily packed. Like I was sat directly next to someone and I watched that trailer and I was oh, I was I was doing a pretty poor job of containing my excitement. The people that could see me on the bus probably thought that I was reading some pretty distressing news on my phone. Yeah. It, it was no, either going to be that or the person next to you. Fucking episode. The person about next to you was wondering trailer. why you had a massive erection on the bus. Oh, full on. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so, so some of the um, let, let's do the, the the reveals as we go. Let's say so. We we got our first look as the at the the bad guy for the season, which is Vadik. I think mm. the name is. Yeah, man. Played, played by, by Honey Bunny. Amanda Plummer. Honey, so, Bunny. Honey Bunny from um, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. The daughter, I didn't know in, until publicised with, with this, the daughter of Chris Plummer. Uh, Christopher mm. Plummer. Of course, you know, yeah, track alum. Absolutely. Mm. Playing uh, playing another, you know, iconic Trek villain. Yeah. Do, no do... pressure, Amanda. Yeah. I was trying to um, pick out what race she was supposed to be, as in alien greasy. race species. Greasy. Greasy, yeah. <laughs> this is a greasy one. Hmm. Uh, yeah. She doesn't have pointy ears. She doesn't look Romulan. She doesn't look anything like that. She looks kind of balding. Yeah. Not bald, balding. Hmm. Uh, which which throughout my, maybe she's Sela's other daughter, um, theory, doesn't look like it. Nope. Oh, not Sela. Tasha's other daughter doesn't doesn't look like it. Um, mm. uh, we we heard from, or oh, we heard Wolf. So we heard a load of people uh, talking in. Let Let's do big reveals till last. Maybe um, we heard Wolf uh, saying he prefers pacifism to combat now. I know. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's still got his Mac left on him, and we see them swing that round, and he he's going to fight Rafi. Um, so willing well, to fight, but maybe less willing to kill. It, it, there's the bit of the thing is like, I'm a pacifist. Oh shit, we're doomed. Yeah. Oh why? Who will who will get the shit beaten out of them to prove how strong the enemy is? Whoa. Who will who will Every get time. hit by random stray barrels? Yeah. If if Worf won't fight, we are doomed. Yeah. I, I saw some people as well being like, oh. They've injected comedy into War of War. This doesn't like feel like a natural trajectory for the character turning to pacifism. I'm like, do you, were you what not watching the show where you know in TNG early seasons and pretty much all the way through TNG, he'd be like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, should we launch torpedoes? You know, should we do this? He's, and then in he's... in DS9, he's a lot more measured. Did you not watch that? And then yeah, did you man. not watch all the comedy bits Worf had? Like, nice house or good tea, nice house, stuff that's like one that. Of my you favorite know? moments in all of Star Trek. Yeah, like yeah, that's um, yeah. The the one lesson that Worf learned over and over and over again was how to was how to use his head and not like use his head. Yeah, you know. Um, and yeah, he, he like f- when he wasn't doing that, he was being comic relief. Yeah, or wanting to commit suicide. 
uh, or yeah. being a bad father. You know, that yeah. th those were the three things Worf did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we we see some Geordie and hear from some Geordie. Yeah, man. Um, his kids. He's got, he's a got ki his kids, two kids. His kids. Yeah, man. His kids playing one of his kids and mm -hmm. some other chick is playing the other one. Uh, Ashley Chestnut. That's a great name. Ashley yeah. Chestnut. But we know one of them is on the helm of probably the Titan by the look of it. Um, we we know Bev is doing um Bev Crush is doing Doctors Without Borders. Yeah. Um, she looks frozen at one point. Cool, why not? Mm -hmm. Um then it's the cast that we've heard out about before. And then do we want to do the, the big reveals? Yeah, let's let's do the big reveal. I'm so excited. Well, the, which do you think is the big reveal? Let's do the... the... So I know what I think is the big reveal. Okay. <clears throat> and I want to say it. I can't wait. Okay, you Fucking go. Moriarty's back, yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah. Moriarty? Fuck yes. Moriarty is... He's back, oh. baby. One of one of our we've definitely mentioned him on on the failing frequency or on yeah. the or on the Mate It show at some point. One of the all time great um, loose threads of Star Trek is what happened to the Moriarty program because mm. there's no fucking way that 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 program like just goes nowhere. Yeah, it's by like by so if if anyone doesn't remember. The Moriarty program um, was created by the, the Enterprise computer. He's an artificial intelligence that was designed with the parameters of being able to devise a scheme that could defeat data. Hmm. Data obviously being hyper-intelligent, positronic brain, um, genius-level android, so that the, the Enterprise computer created an equally, if not more, genius artificial intelligence than data's in the yeah. form of professor james moriarty um and the, the all-time um, villain of sherlock holmes yeah and um, the last time we saw him um picard had tricked him into thinking he was free when really he was just in a, a little computer program box yep yep there's all all honestly the the That Moriarty, the the what I love about that Moriarty mm. is one. I'm a big Sherlock Holmes fan, and Moriarty is hardly in Sherlock Holmes. He's in one story, really, and then mm. he's talked about in others. Um, but he is he is presented as being the all time great villain of Sherlock Holmes. Mm. He's not, but in the story that he's that that he's actually in. Like at the start of the story, Sherlock Holmes says, "There's this guy James Moriarty. Mm -hmm. I've been following his shit for years. Yeah. Like this guy has always been in the background while I've been sat doing fucking cocaine and shit. I've been cutting out news stories that are loosely connected to Moriarty. So like Moriarty's barely in Sherlock Holmes. Yeah." This is the best depiction of Moriarty that has ever been put to film is the version of Moriarty that is in Star Trek. Yeah. Um, he's the most in-depth um, 
and and that at that point, the reason why he's the best version of Moriarty kind of then mm. very quickly goes outside of Sherlock Holmes because the the other reason why he's the best depiction of Moriarty has nothing to do with him being Moriarty and everything to do with him being an artificial intelligence. Yeah, it, it's 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 his episodes are a really good exploration of like you know I think therefore I am you know mm. which he quotes in that episode. Um, and then the whole thing of like, I'm sorry, we don't know what to do with you, mm. um, but we'll we promise we will do something about you. And then yeah. to leave that thread hanging for 30 odd years. And he's not even a villain when you think of no. it. All no. he wants is freedom. Yeah, he's he's imprisoned for he's a sentient being. For, for all regards, we know he's you know made of light and, and force fields. Yeah. Well, he's a sentient being and he's just imprisoned in this room that is for others' amusement and they can yeah. turn him off and on like a light bulb. Of course, he wants to escape. Yeah, he, not only he's the he, hero of that story. Not only is he a sentient being, though, he is mm. a hyper intelligent sentient yeah, yeah, being. Yeah, yeah. So it's literally like creating an Einstein who comes into existence inside a prison cell yeah. and, and is immediately imbued with all of the knowledge that he could possibly have or need mm. and absolutely nothing to do with any of it. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's... Uh, so, oh, so I'm so excited. The, there's, there's two um, things that could have happened to him after the D. After the D crashed. After he got that D. After he got the D with a countess. Um, one was a story that never actually um, got made, but was pitched. That was Voyager. And it was going to be, there was going to be a bit of prequel stuff at the start that showed Quark coming in possession of stuff that was scavenged from um, the crash D and selling it to Harry Kim. I remember you tell me about this, yeah. Yeah, and Harry Kim activates it on Voyager, and then Moriarty takes Voyager. Never got, never got done as a story. Oh man, that would have been so cool. I mean, I'm glad they didn't because that story definitely would have ended with Moriarty going off into the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. Um, the the other one that people say Moriarty is in, that's a Voyager episode, is. Reg Barkley has a cube that looks, well, is the same prop as um, they imprisoned, they fake imprisoned Moriarty in. Mm. So when he thinks he's flying off, he gets thrown in a cube. And uh, Reg Barkley has that in the back of his office in a Voyager episode. That's not necessarily the same cube because that prop is reused. I guess we'll find times out. And times again. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So I've got the there is an interview with whatever this dude's actual name is um, that does have spoiler stuff. And if you want to go through it, because I would say it is on the heavy side of spoilers. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I think it. I think it is. A, at least. So potentially it'd be stuff that I wouldn't want to know. No, uh, 
it was it was something he did on on red for Reddit, uh, a dude on Reddit. Um, uh, okay, send me the link to that, uh, just because we won't talk about it in the episode. But like, oh. yeah, I might just read. I might see how far I can read before I go. No. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, the actor's name is uh, Daniel, Daniel Davis. Davis. Yes. Yeah. Um, so on, on the interview, as well as the spoiler stuff that, you know, you potentially want to avoid that we won't say here then, um, he talks about the first time meeting Pat Stewart and then going back to meeting Pat Stewart again and um, his filming of, of this season and being able to hang out and talk about their future plans because they're both theatre boys mm. <laughs> and, and, and stuff like that. Um, but I, I, I won't say any of the spoilers then. And even my theory of what he's doing there is not related to spoilers. So I can, I can, okay, may even say that. So what do you, what do you, what do you reckon he's doing there? So before we, before we do my, my theory. Okay. The, yeah. What's the other big reveal? Is law is. Oh, of course. Yes. Well, I mean. We kind of, I think that was something that we, we already assumed was going to yeah. happen. So, you know, we, we knew um, Brent Spiner was going to be back in some form. It was either going to be the human from Picard season three, Agnes, or, <laughs> you know, some, some stupid name soon, uh, or mm. an law or another, um, yeah. you know, B4 or some shit like that. Um, but we know it's law. He's got a very humany face. He's got skin, it looks like to me. Mm. Um, and he, you know, comes face to face with with Geordie in the same sort of location, I would say, as Moriarty is in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. There's definitely hmm. there's definitely a big set piece. Yeah. There. So I, I've got I've got two theories. I've got the theory that. Law is the actual, is one of the big bads of the series. And the way to defeat Law would be getting the computer to make a Moriarty. Okay, you know, that's it good. Is, it like is that. a being, it is an intelligence that can defeat data, so it will be able yes. to defeat Law, you know. And the computer is just going to go, well, actually, we already have one of those. Yeah. I've got one of these on file, you know. Yeah, we have this. I think you know him. Yeah. He certainly knows you. Yeah. Um my my second dodgy theory is um can you remember and hopefully Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Oh my god, is it Ru is Rufus going <laughs> to Unfortunately not. Unfortunately, slightly dead. <laughs> But you know the bit where they're in hell and they're going to different rooms and meeting like their old, um, like this teacher oh, that put God. them down. Crosby. So then we get Sela. We can have. Then we get Law. Then we get um, Moriarty. Oh my God! Is it a mind palace? It, that that's my other theory that it is mind palace or you know of the like where they're bogus journeyed into seeing their old villains in some form somehow. Man. So the other ones I could think of other than Sela were Gulmered 
uh, or Madrid to bring back the four lights, five lights guy. Tomalak. Um, yeah. Damon Bock. <gasps> Damon Bock. Damon Bock. Um, you know, so I'd like that as well. It is it is excessively fan servy, but yeah. you can do it naturally through bogus journeying <laughs> to some degree. So uh, th- those are my those are my other um, wild swings <laughs> for the season. Um, my my guess is that um, putting on my Sherlock Holmes hat, mm. perhaps Moriarty. Something is afoot. Well, perhaps Moriarty um, has you know just been doing some Moriarty stuff. Mm. You know, perhaps. Moriarty is the real big bad of the series, and he's been pulling strings behind the scenes like the real life James Moriarty. Mm. If we are to play the game, um, yeah, which is, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna, I will... fact, no, uh, no, do you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it because, like, f- first of all, the game. Yeah, uh, I've lost the game. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, but there is another thing called The Game. Uh, the Michael Douglas film? No. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a, a thing that Sherlock Holmes fans yeah. do where they where they like live life pretending that Sherlock Holmes was real. Oh, oh it sounds exhausting. Yeah, I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to spoil the game. But yeah, then, uh, and then I we realized already that the I game. already did that. <laughs> game, and then yeah. I already... Sorry, viewers. Sorry to any millennial or Gen X viewers that are watching this. Yeah, you, you lost the game, unfortunately. Uh, but I lose it all the time because because of Sherlock Holmes. Mm. Every time I watch Michael Douglas and Sean Penn. It's a good film. It's a real good film. Um, I could never bring myself to watch it because of its title. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, oh, the other reveal, there's, there's one more reveal, let's say. We've seen the Titan A is in this series. In this trailer, we see La, whatever its name is, the, the Picard season one ship that was... La Serena. La Serena, there we go, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Rafi seems to be, still be on that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also see... The USS Enterprise F in this. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, it's a Star Trek Online ship. Yes, it is. So I, more stuff picked out of Reddit and picture online of, of the shared thing from, from Reddit. So Thomas Marone, the associate art director for Star Trek Online, had the privilege, he says, of rebuilding the Odyssey model for its appearance in Picard. It is a new model it's from scratch, uh, rebuilt from scratch. From rebuilt. scratch, get fucked. I've, I've built some things <laughs> from scratch and I've rebuilt it, you know. It's from scratch, shish. Yeah. Um, with all new textures in as well. Um, and they'll be bringing the version from Picard into the game in the future. This is what we were saying. Like, they didn't have to copy and paste the same ship a million times at the end of Picard. They have so many starship assets. Yeah. Like, that that guy, 
probably messaged them and was like, <laughs> guys, you didn't, you know, we have hundreds yeah. of ships, assets, digital assets that you could have used. You didn't. Yeah. Left hand meet right hand. You know, we're all on the same thing. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that he he shared a picture as well of the the rebuilt um ship re-rendered. So that that's on screen at the moment mm -hmm. if you're watching us. Yeah, man. Um, it's a nice ship. I like it. It's got the um, it's got like the overall aesthetic of mm -hmm. the Enterprise E, but it's got the kind of curves of the Enterprise D. I like it. Yeah. It and it it looks like we get a a launch ceremony for it. You know, there are fireworks going off, or what would you call fireworks in the space? I don't know, space fireworks going off around Starbase One, um, and that that seems to be around the time that it's launched. So we we get to see the launch. God only knows what happened to the E. It's not there anymore. God only knows what happens to the Titan. It's not there anymore. Stripped uh, for parts, ships. mate. Stripped for parts. They've all been repurposed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we get we get that as well. Um was there anything from the trailer that you wanted to mention, or have we just got no, the news no, afterwards? No, nothing else. It's it's literally just that is definitely, you know, weirdly enough, Picard mm. season three in in the next go round of series at the minute aside of course from season two of of strange new worlds but yeah i'm of these three i'm the most yeah. excited for picard yeah i i i as i say i like to keep an open mind season one two of picard did not um did not thrill me too much two was nope. worse than one in my opinion but i, I am very i am keep myself infused mm -hmm. um the the only other news around picard was in the panels afterwards, they were talking about it possibly not being the last, you know, hurrah for the TNG. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. I found the panel quite difficult to watch just yeah. because, like, oh, all the cast of TNG, they're all so charming and snarky and... Uh, and, and Freak's doing, you know, after the panel as well, um star trek you know the twitter put online the trailer link to the trailer and he and it was like the final journey and he responded maybe not final you know i like, like that i like that one because that's yeah. like you know they, they had that chalk that talk on stage about you know yeah. i reckon we've still got film in us and then immediately he tweet afterwards he tweets that yeah oh that was funny but the yeah. the whole panel in general i just i found quite tiresome as, probably as tiresome as people find me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I when, when it, it's it's terrible, but Certus does wear me out when when you see her on a panel. She uh, is just getting so more and more like a Guy Ritchie character as the years yeah. go by. She just gets more and more gruff London accent, like yeah. Oh. But that she she reminds me of. I, I work with uh, someone at the moment. We just had our. The re one of the reasons why we couldn't film last week, or my, my the big reason why we couldn't film, is I was at work get together, and someone who always has to have like a point on everyone else's like. Someone's talking. It's like I've got an example of that, and you're like, that you don't need to have an example for every single thing that's said. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's fine to let one or two go, 
And Sirtis yeah, is but... like that to me, where it just reminds me where like they ask Dawn a question or whatever. And she's like, oh, my friend Dawny. And you're like, shut up. Don't answer. This is the thing. See, I, I'm, I'm quite like that, but I do a lot of work. I've had to work on myself. I've had to yeah. learn how to teach myself mm. to not talk. Yeah. However, other people that exist in the world, instead of doing that, have just continuously been handed microphones. Yeah. This one, as I say, I'm so tired after the work event. And some of what was tiring me out was that this um, this person chipping in constantly. And then say, vampire. Well, not an energy vampire, just like a com like the the path of a conversation, you know. If it's not turning towards her house, uh, their house, <laughs> then uh, you know they're not happy with it. So it'd yeah. be like, and then they chip in and go, "We're having two conversations here." It'd be like, "Yeah, we're having the the conversation we were having," and then we're you're talking to someone else about your conversation that spun off it. And if that's fine for two seconds. We'd <laughs> be on the conversation, or you two can just have that conversation. That's yeah. fine. But like... they chip in, be like, "No, people need to listen to the conversation we're having." And it's like, "No, no, 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 no." We've got precious, you know. It, it, the faster we finish this, the faster we're in the pub and the restaurant and doing like actual stuff. See, uh, I think I like, like I think Marina Sirtis would be a fucking right laugh. <laughs> like in small doses. In small doses. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'd, I'd have a couple of drinks with uh, Sirs. I, I was about to say, yeah, two yeah. drinks. I would definitely need two drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and if I'm gonna have two drinks, I would want to be around Marina Sirs when I'm guessing she's probably gonna want to be about six drinks in. Hmm. Yeah, I reckon Marina is six drinks in is probably about the same as me two drinks in. So yeah, we're yeah. fooling each other anyway. Like, what's the chance Sirtis would, um, you know, not run away from a bar if we were at the same bar? <laughs> Mate, we are very handsome. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah, uh, um, that was inappropriate. That was. And it is <laughs> um. It, I'll leave this bit in talking about how we just cut something inappropriate. Um, it, it, it's not the inappropriate stuff that you're thinking of. Um, it's over inappropriate stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have anything else on, on Picard? No. Um, did anything else Star Trek related happen in the past week? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, this the, the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, congratulations. You, you've got to the point in uh, th this podcast where Ethan and I will both run out of energy. Mm. <laughs> so, last week as well, on, on normal Star Trek Day, um, there was an episode of Lower Decks called A Mathematically Perfect Redemption. Um, Non-spoilery, what did you think of the episode? It was pretty naff. Yeah, pretty enough. Um, I don't think it's spoilery to say that this is a Peanut Hamper episode. Yeah. If you don't remember Peanut Hamper, Peanut Hamper is the, um, what are they called? Exocomp. Exocomp, little replicator droid. 
Hmm. Um, with with a shitty personality. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that like I don't mean shitty personality as in like badly written personality. I mean shitty personality as in like peanut hamper is a dick. Yeah. So for um, those those who can't remember, in the finale of season one, the Cerritos is getting cut open by Packleds, and they've got a plan to you know. Oh, we just need someone to fly through space and deliver this. Uh, Peanut Hamper, you can do that. You don't need to breathe in space. And uh, she goes, ah, you know, fuck that shit, I'm out. <laughs> you yes, you deal. Yeah, I'm not yeah. flying in to risk my life, uh, sort of thing. So that 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 was when we last saw her. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this episode, maybe it's, it's um, middle of a trilogy, of episode like that sort yeah. of lull but I, I thought it was eminently skippable um yes you know yes. if you miss this you will you know do not worry do not worry yes. don't feel bad about it it it's it has no impact or will will probably have no impact until the season four um or five episode and then it'll have a previously on to, to catch you up it's fine Mm-hmm. basically i did think that like it was weird that like we this episode are we still in spoilers are we still in non-spoilers do you want me to do ep- episode review quick uh quickly and then we can spoil and then we can close this yeah down, sure because like honestly without with like honestly without spoilers like i've got nothing to say about this episode yeah. <laughs> okay lukewarm at best right so, episode review. Following the battle of season one against the Packlids in no small parts of the episode, Peanut Hamper, the exocomper, has been left drifting in space to get somewhere and to escape a Dromacan or Dromani scavengers. She builds herself a warp nacelle, warps off and crashes into a primitive bird planet. Uh, Peanut can't send a distress call without being thrown in jail for desertion, so she's stuck on the planet. Rhoda, the village elder's son, gets tasked with looking after her, like a avatar or dances with wolves situation. Um, Peanut proves herself. She gets raw dogged by Rhoda, um, who show, shows her an old spaceship their ancestors once used. She's about to marry him when the scavenger ship turns up uh, to steal the spaceships. Peanut Hamper goes to sacrifice herself like she should have done in the end of season one of Lower Decks. Cerritos arrives and we find out that she invited the scavengers to take the ship so she could pull off a sacrificing her show uh, to get back in Starfleet. Um, Rhoda saves the day with another old ship and Peanut refuses to do the sacrifice play uh, for a second time. Gets arrested, gets thrown in jail with Agmus, the Jeffrey Crooms evil robot. I smiled! I smiled yeah, yeah. at the end there! Right at the end! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right at the end, I smiled! Yeah, that 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 <laughs> bit where it is like it's like potentially <gasps> setting up, yeah, <laughs> potentially setting up that they're going to like come back and you know team up against yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Cerritos. That's fun, but, you know. Yeah, that that's why this feels like middle of a trilogy, like lull, where it's gone. Okay, we had a good first episode. Mm-hmm. We know where we want to be for the third episode. <laughs> We've got to yeah, connect- we want peanut hamper with with Jeffrey Coombs. Yeah, we've just got to do that connective tissue sort of stuff. And that that's all yeah. it's felt of, you know. It wasn't 
it wasn't great. Um, what what did you have for spoilers though? Um, spoilers. Um, the bird people are stupid. Yeah. Uh, first of all, bird person. Yeah. All I, could, all I could think of was why aren't these people talking in a stupid voice? Yeah. Second of all, they have arms and wings. Mm. They're like pterodactyly, aren't they? Remember? No, because oh, like, other do they have both? The thing, yeah. See, this is the okay, thing. Yeah. Because, like, fair enough, if they're being portrayed as highly alien, yeah, like totally different winged creatures, but they're being presented as birds. Yeah. Um, and and this means that they have six limbs. Um, and that that annoyed me. Hmm. Um, there's a bit. The one bit that I did like was a was a reference to the animated series. Uh, oh, you know, um, I, that you're like discount whatever. Yep, you're the poor man's Aurelians. Okay, yeah. Um, but again, Aurelians also had arms and wings, which, mm. like, this is definitely leftover trauma from Game of Thrones. Yeah, because Game of Thrones they're has wivens. dragons. They're fucking wivens. <laughs> um, it's called it's, House of Wivens. I think you'll find it this absolutely in is House of Wivens uh, for yeah. people for people who maybe aren't British or aren't into aren't into fantasy. Yeah. Uh, dragons have four legs and wings. Mm -hmm. Wivens or wyverns have mm. winged arms, like actual winged creatures yeah um uh but yeah let's excuse house of dragons in the house of uh, game of thrones universe wivens are called dragons and dragons are called wivens done uh what were we talking about uh these fucking stupid this bullshit uh, <laughs> uh and they, yeah, they it, do joke joke about it in it where like the dude is saying oh it's a sky snake and peanut hamper is like saying it's pretty reductive Either it's a snake to you, or yeah. <laughs> you know, every creature's yeah. got wings. It's a snake to yeah. you, or <laughs> but yeah. like the um, the 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 biggest problems that I had with this episode were one: mm -hmm. why is this episode happening? Why is it from the point of view of Peanut Hamper? I don't care about any of this. And two. Um, this is the going native story. This is literally like the worst version of the go going native story I've ever seen. No, because, it's not. Like, no, it's not. No, I would say this is worse than The Last Samurai. Um, no, I'm this... thinking the episode of TOS. I'm thinking in Star Trek. Um, no, no, no. This is worse than that because TOS still still has the noble... It still has the noble savage trope. This... Replaces the noble savage by um, implying that the ignoble savage or the savage that takes up the advanced technology is actually smarter than the noble savage. So okay, this, yeah, yeah. this not only um, shows a colonialist, mm, like, yeah. you know, the, the point of view character, colonial, you know, betrays the people. And introduces a heavy dose of colonialism to their to their ecosystem, yeah. but it also implies that the natives are wrong, mm. and that they should utilize they the technology. They yeah. require the technology as mm. 
exemplified by their prince. Mm. You know, like, so I, I would say this is worse. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I 100% understand where you're coming from. Um, yeah. For me, it being birds rather than uh, very clear Native Americans in Paradise Syndrome, mm. um, it's better. It's it's less racist. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, it definitely has that. It's less racist towards a race, but it is. I am. I, I get what you're saying, and I take it on oh, board. In terms it of is, execution, it is more racist in that the uh, the savages. Um, mm. That's why I put when I, when I did the episode description, I, I put a primitive bird planet because yeah. they're not primitive. They they they're work not. very happily. Yeah. No, I see what you mean in terms of execution in production. Mm. Yes, the the TOS episode is is much worse for all the makeup. And and everything, um, but in yeah. terms of metaphor, I think this one is this one is worse because yeah. it's um, you know the the whole noble savage trope at least has noble, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, at least has noble in it. Like this, this it's this is like it portrays the natives as wrong, ultimately wrong in in their in their in their point of view in their way of life, like. Yeah. It, it, if I if I was to really try and devil's advocate it, they only need technology when faced with technology. Hmm. They have a, a perfect they they have a perfect existence pretty much. Of of the now now I'm I'm devil advocating I'm devil's advocate. I'm I'm fucking my own point over because when he said oh only some of these babies come to term, and then peanut hamper comes in and just technologies. <laughs> All the the eggs, so all the babies hatch. Yeah, fuck this episode. Yeah, that she don't have to do that. Yeah. What? What if they do? What if that's too many children? Well, what if they don't have enough food to feed all those fucking children? No, what if just just on your metaphor. What if all those children grow up to be? Oh yeah, I forgot about the fucking prime directiveness of everything. What if all of those children turn into baby Hitlers? But, but on your metaphor where it's like, are oh, these people, uh, children die. And, and you know, it, it's an appeal to emotion where it's like, ideally, no children die of any species. That, that doesn't happen in, in real Realistically, life. Realistically, some you children will die. Anymore. Yeah. Ideally, you want um, sentient things that will grow into sentient beings to survive. Um, Based on what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Based it's, on it's, what? But but for her to go like I have cured infant um, infant mortality rates in, in your village with technology it, it's yeah as you say it's against that noble savage they they have things to teach her yeah sort of trope and like you know and then like I say the practicality of it what if the fucking kids what if there's too many mouths to feed now what if they were gonna eat some of those eggs yeah. Was there anything in the episode you did like? The TAS mentioned mm -hmm. um, JG Hertzler back as the voice of that alien that we drew. Da, 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 da. Uh, Druk Manny. Druk Manny. Druk Manny. Um, yeah. Jeffrey Coombs as Agamus. Mm -hmm. um, Any laughs? 
when Jeffrey Coombs came in at the end. Okay. Uh, I smiled. Yeah. Literally nothing made me laugh out loud. Um. Yeah. The, the only things that got me approaching laughing, and the first time I watched it, if this was four in the morning, um, so I was slightly um, uh, drunk, <laughs> at least, was the bird stuff where, it, you know, she's going around and you think she's redeemed and and being like the, the doctor to this village. And she talks to a bird person, says, you know, oh, how are you feeling now? And he goes, oh, my fecal matter was oily and white. <laughs> that that got me, you know, that made me go like, huh. And the same Gross. with when she's flying with um, Rhoda and she goes, sing for me. And he goes, Ca-ca! that that got me like, that made me. Um, yeah. Out Let of, me out sing of... to you the song of my people. Yeah. <laughs> out, out of minor exhaustion. Yeah, maybe. I had a, the... I don't oh, actually, the, the bit that did maybe funny is when they had sex. Yeah. Uh, that was funny. Uh, they're like, how are we going to do it? And I'm like, immediately, I'm like, surely you're a replicator droid. Yeah. Surely you can, you, there's a you hatch. Fix this. There's a hatch. Yeah. You like she's uh, like when he says, "How do we even?" She's like, we'll figure it out. Like, well, she yeah. can replicate a, a flashlight for all in my Absolutely, yeah. that's hundred percent what happened, right? I wonder if that, that sentence has ever been said before. <laughs> she could replicate a flashlight. Just replicate a flashlight inside her. That is hundred percent what happened. <laughs> Picture that bird person fucking a lunchbox. That's what happened. Oh dear. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Harken back to the internet of the early 2000s and remember that time you saw a man fucking a box. I think we, we were on different internets. Oh, <laughs> man, I was, I was on the wrong side of the internet. Yeah. Um, was there anything else to talk about in this episode? Um, one thing that I uh, liked was, it, I, like, when we cut back to the Cerritos... I was like, "Whoa, Boimler and Freeman are are at are at the uh, yeah, yeah. Khan and and Helm station, like mm. on the bridge. Just like that's that might be the like only time we've actually seen them. Just like day to day tasks, not like yeah. with a with like a job they've been assigned, but like yeah. on day to day bridge tasks. So sometimes they're on the bridge, but it's the first time where it's been just them, you know, doing generic. Yeah." Just so like just bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah. Whoa, hey, what the fuck? What's going on? Peanut Hamper just dropped into our DMs. Yeah. Did here, here's one for you. Were you um was there any point where you thought Peanut Hamper has she is going to redeem herself? Did you buy into her ruse at all? Um like uh, I don't know that she will. Uh, I don't. I don't think that. No, but like, not in the, not in the future. But oh, like no. in this oh. episode, did you? Did oh, you in buy this it? episode, um, <clears throat> I don't think I thought about it because mm. I think the whole time I was just thinking, "What the fuck is this?" Racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is bullshit. This is yeah. kind of weird. Um. Yeah, I think that like, I mean, she definitely. I mean, this is two two betrayals mm. now. And so she's she's basically she's got a choice. She can either go full evil, which I think is what we're gonna get, mm-hmm. or um, you know, she's gonna have to 
mend some bridges, you know? She's going to have to take a leaf out of fucking Shatnerface's book. She keeps betraying people. No one's going to want to talk to her when they are on their deathbed. Yeah. You know? Mm. Um, but, yeah, no, I... Um, uh, I, I can't think say I, I maybe did, but... Got, like... Did you did you think did you were were you just sat there the whole time going when's she gonna betray them when's she gonna betray them? Well, no, I, I was like, I, I was let's say multiple beers in um, watching it first time, <laughs> multiple beers, a, a couple of bottles of wine and, and other stuff uh, in what watching it, and I thought because it is just aligned to that noble savage trope, I was like okay you know gonna get redeemed um and she's redeemed herself by flying the shuttle and doing all that and then i was like oh this is smart she's you know it's all to try and get back on the ship um, yeah so, <laughs> so you yeah so actually the, you, the emotional so, intelligence so of a, a drunk, drunk man <laughs> is, is that, where this episode was at yeah, essentially, like that's that's yeah, that's a perfect metaphor for this episode. Is is <laughs> this episode feels like it was written by a drunk man, mm -hmm. half paying attention, yeah, ignoring the racist metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> that that was me on Thursday night. <laughs> Literally, yeah. these guys at the wheel. That's the thing. Like sometimes, you just it just. I don't know. Sometimes there are there are moments in lower decks where I think like, yes, a joke is a joke, and you know, in mm. some ways, you know, you got to do whatever for the laugh. But we are dealing with Trekkies here, and the production process for one of these episodes is is so long. Yeah. It's just sometimes it's crazy to me to think that at no point in the production process does anyone go, you know, I get that we're doing like a, 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 a treatise. Doing Avatar. <laughs> I get that we're doing a treatise on Dances with Wolves. Hmm. But I think that we maybe might be making it worse. <laughs> yeah. But before I before you pointed out to me, and I'm... I, I, I do agree with you uh, about it being the worst case of the, the noble savage in that they aren't they aren't the right ones in that situation. I was like, th this would fit okay in a 26 episode season. Yeah. But it is so weird to have other than as a setup to a, a trilogy, a third episode, it's so weird when you've got 10 episodes per season. You've only just really had a second episode on two of the main characters, you know, mm -hmm. um, Rutherford and uh, Tilly, not Tilly. And we're so um, close to the end of the season. Yeah. Like and now like, is not the time for this kind of filler. Yeah. It it, it, it felt very weird for me. Um, Tendy, not Tilly, fucking hell. Like, um it felt it felt very weird to be like, oh no, here's an episode where they're not in it. It's like, yeah, so weird, so weird. What else can we say, really? What else can we say? Uh, what else can we say? Next week's episode looks fucking sick. Yeah. So next week's one, um, there are pictures again up here at the moment. 
um, screen caps from from this week, and it looks like that um, it's the third episode in that holodeck series. So where they're doing a holodeck mission and movie. Yeah, yeah, style. they're doing they're doing movie parody. Yeah, and we're getting a return of this is the uh, scene that we got previewed on mm. stage at uh, on Star Trek Day. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Boimler's transporter clone. Is that no, what he is? No. Why it's... do I keep thinking he's a transporter clone? I don't know. You're, you're, you're going mad. It is. So the, it's the part three. The episode is whatever, 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 part three. And part one and two were both set on a whole deck. Yeah. And this one, it's the lower deckers holodecking them into another action movie style oh, thing. Oh, I yeah, no, I've already had this conversation with with someone else. <laughs> Me. I, keep, I think yeah. no, you and someone else. Yeah. Like we have had this conversation on the show. I keep for some reason thinking that this scene that mm. they previewed on Star Trek Day is of Boimler's mirror of his transporter clone. Yeah. If, if, not... if he's back, I think it's going to be finale the the transporter clone. It might just be a next season thing they return to. If that's the episode, then. I'd say so. Then um, let me let me round up. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube and prefer an audio format, we have podcast as well. If you're on the podcast and have missed all our pictures I've been throwing up, we have the YouTube channel. Um, like, subscribe, do all that sort of stuff. Um, leave a rating, ideally with some stars on, but if you just want to, you know, kick us while we're down, then fine. Yes. <laughs> while we're low yeah, energy. Man. Yeah, um, if, if, if you leave bad comments, that's still audience engagement. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as we were after comments before, the, the spookiest Yeah, man. Yeah, man. What the couch. Yeah, man. What gave you a, a weird fit? What gave you the willies? But yeah, like, comment, subscribe. And... You know, round us off. Yeah. What was what Don't, was the message of of this week, and uh, what was I, the... I, the the reoccurring theme of this week for sure? I think mm. is um, don't don't be a cunt. Yeah. Don't don't be a cunt, or your friends will want to speak to you in their final moments, like yes. like Shatner, and like don't be like Shatner, and don't be like Peanut Hamper. Mm. Don't use very your similar friends. characters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Live fast and get fucked or whatever. Uh, what was mine? I'm so fucking tired. I'm, um, I'm trying. I'm trying like motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm trying out. I'm trying out different ones. Yeah, I'm just tired. Peace and long life. Um, double dumbasses. There we go.